Hello, it's Phil. Waffle Waffle. Waffle Waffle. Waffle Waffle. Waffle Waffle. It's like a song. Should we make the waffle song? Yeah. Waffle Waffle Waffle. Waffle Waffle. I don't think it's really going to be very listenable though, is it? I bet everybody knows the lyrics already though. <laughs> that is the key to a good song. You can remember the lyrics. Hey, we've got Reggie with us again today. Anything could happen here, couldn't it? Where's he got? Where's it? What's that? Why have you got, why have you got loads of dust on your face? It looks like doggers. Have you been trimming yourself? He probably needs one. He does need one. I've just put a picture on my... It looks like he's actually cut his own hair there. I don't understand. He's got to a point where he's like, if you two aren't going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> he's looking at me like, well, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, Mum. I'm sorry. Just so you know, that's not Jen doing an impression. That's actually Reggie speaking. That's his actual voice. <laughs> it's a bit weird that he can speak, but we did it. We find the only talking dog. Yeah. Anyway, today what we're we chatting about? What we're we talking about today, Janka? We are talking about overcoming the three biggest gym anxiety triggers. Oh, it's a good job we named it that then, isn't it? Yeah. Good job we come up that time. <laughs> um, these, this was inspired by a conversation I had with um, a few clients recently, but also from my own experiences of going into the gym. Mm. Um, because I, I love my own training now, not long after I met you. You basically showed me the ropes, didn't you? I did. So, like, maybe four years? Down. <laughs> yeah, good one. Um, yeah, about four years. Yeah, four or five years. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, I was very much like a. Um, I just went to classes. Mm. I occasionally went into the gym. Mm. So I remember at uni, I had a little induction and mm. they showed me a little uh, workout on that. And I just went and did that over and over again. Do you know what? I, that's very common. The amount of people I speak to say, Yeah, I got given this workout. I've just been doing that. I'm like, Oh, did you get that? Nine years ago. And I'm all for consistency. All for turning up. Um, but it's no, really but, important we do make some changes at some point. But anyway, we'll come on to that later. Yeah, and I think it, it can be a really, really daunting place when you first go in. And there was a, I spent a lot of my life like just avoiding stuff in the gym because I didn't really know what to do, didn't know how to do it, was too scared to go and do it. Um, so I feel like these, these tips are inspired by my past and mm-hmm. client struggles as well. Because... We share shared experiences. 100%. And if you're wondering whether this episode's going to be worth it, we are, we've we said the three biggest things, but you're probably wondering what those three things are. So we're going to initially talk about what to do when you actually get in there. We're going to talk about how to know, how to use all the different things that are in there. And also we're going to chat about the big, big question that we hear um, probably on a daily, if not mm-hmm. weekly basis. What do I do when the thing that I need to be in use, like what, what, what shall I do? So we're going to cover that as well. But we're going to begin with um, what to do when you get there now we're going to run through some really quick and simple tips that you can basically go in action so we're not going to go you know like deep into anything else we're literally going to go for things that you can literally do you could pause this podcast and do some of these things actually which is yeah. phenomenal or you could wait till the end give it a good listen and then do it afterwards so number one <gasps> maybe you're in a gym now listening to us potentially could maybe be. sat on a bike or on a treadmill thinking oh yeah oh i want to go and use all that stuff over there but i don't know what to do could be that'd be interesting wouldn't it so tip number one, you, you don't know what to do when you get there. Some really quick and actionable ones. The first really simple and straightforward is to go with a friend who is already comfortable with going. Literally ask them because we love it. If someone says, like, oh, can I, can I come and train with you? 100%. There's nothing better than when someone says, can I come and train with you? That's I huge. do think though that is potentially the easier option, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll learn more, get more out of it and become more confident if you can go it alone. That's why it's a big if, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you don't go it alone, you'll never learn anything ever. Mm. So at Maybe least get a get friend to get you through the door. Yeah. Get and her then the door. try and work towards going on your own. Because I think when we get reliant on other people to lead us around or do things, mm. that's when we never actually really see that confidence build for ourselves, do we? 100%. The other thing you can do straight away is ring up and ask for some details beforehand. Because 
sometimes the worry is actually made up. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean, like, we create these stories that, oh, this could happen and that's going to happen. And what about this and what about that? Ring up, ask the questions, ask the things that you're worried about to the people who work at the gym. They'll be absolutely happy to help you and run through any questions that you've got. And in that moment, when you're on the call, ask them for an induction. An induction is simply just either an opportunity for you to have a walk around the gym, so a bit of a tour around, or they might even give you a bit of a, you know, show you out. As Jen said then, when, uh, did you say it was a university gym? Mm. Yeah, they might even give you a little bit of a workout. They might show you the actual equipment. So, And if you ask, they will. Like, as an ex-gym um, floor PT, I was so excited to show people around the gym. That was one of my most enjoyable parts of the job with them. Someone new and they was like, oh yeah, I've never really used a gym before. I was buzzing to take people around the gym. So find someone who was as buzzing as I was and you're onto an absolute winner. Not bigging myself up, mm-hmm. but like it was great. It was really, really fun. Um, and then of course, if you've already got some kind of program, whether it's, well, wherever it's from, ask the people that take you around to show you those bits of equipment. Because when you get into the gym, there's nothing worse than being like, right, I need to use the leg press. Which one's the leg press? And even mm-hmm. if I know which one it is, where is it? So if you've got pieces of equipment that are on your program, I would say to the person, I want a full tour round, but on my program is these five pieces of equipment. Can you just show me exactly which ones they are just so that I can remember? And then hopefully as well, when you get there, they should kind of show you a little bit in terms of maybe how to set it up or what to do when you get to it, which we'll come on to in a second on this episode. But it's really important that you ask because... Ultimately, they won't know, I guess, what to tell you if they don't know what questions you've got. So I'd be asking, like I said, where um, where the piece of equipment are that you could possibly use because they're on your program. Um, I'd also definitely ask, what times is the gym quiet? Because there's going, like again, as I said before, as an ex-gym floor PT, there was times in the gym where there was literally two people in the gym. The gym I worked at had six and a half thousand members and there was times where there was two people in it so there was 6,498 people Mm -hmm. who went to that gym not there so it just goes to show those times do exist now as a generic you'll probably find that in the morning from seven till eight it's going to be busy 12 till one at dinner and five till around half six seven o'clock it's going to be busy in the evening as well so they're you generic but i would definitely still ask the gym because that's because i worked in the city center gym so it was busy right before work right in the middle of the working day and right after the working day. If you work, sorry, if you go to a gym that's maybe in a town, it's a little bit quieter, you might actually find the busier times are different or the quieter times. Even scouting out before you even commit to a gym, go and maybe ask for tours around a few different gyms in your Mm. local area because we've now been to three gyms in our local area and I would say the one that we've just left is probably the quietest because it was literally just full of old people, wasn't it? Mm. All just on the treadmill. So in terms of like the actual equipment, no matter what time of day that you went, it was always pretty quiet. Can you so, specify old people, please. What? Was an old person? How old are you when you're old? Retired. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Actually, that's not that old these days. I mean, depend. like I your mum, re- your mum's now retired, and I wouldn't really say Pat's old. But you know, it's alright. Shouldn't listen to the podcast. Say what no. you want. <laughs> and then the last thing I'd be asking are, if you decide, like Jen said, you've been to the gym, you like it, you found there's quiet times that you can go in there. I'd also say which bit's the quietest bit of the gym. And I know, obviously, Jen touched on before this idea of like you're not going to build confidence by just going at the quiet times and just going in the quiet areas and just going with a friend. But that might be mm-hmm. step one. And yeah. the really important thing to always remember is if step three is going when it's a little bit busier or step three is going into a bit of a busier area, 
you'll only get there when you've done step one and two. Mm-hmm. So step one might be getting that induction, getting in through the front door, actually having someone with you to go around on that first day. Step two might be going in on your own and then actually doing some kind of workout in the really quiet area during the really quiet time. Step three might be then going into the busier areas. And don't think that step one, two and three is day one, two and three. It's probably going to be, you know, the first couple of weeks is, is step two, maybe the first couple of months. Take it your pace. But what's really important is to know what your pace is. Where are you at right now? What is your level of confidence? How much confidence do you have? Work out where that is and then take all those tips and use that as an opportunity for you to then take it to the next step. Yeah, and I think once you've kind of worked through those steps, I think it's then about going in either on your own or whatever it may be, but like then going in for that second time, I suppose, after you've kind of skirted it all out. And I think you can go down two routes here. Um, I've had clients do both. We did, when we were going to a new gym, I was feeling a little bit anxious about starting a new gym, wasn't I? Um, And we literally just went in for five minutes, had a walk around and then came out. That was the first time, just so we could get a lay of the land, have a little look around, see what was there. Um, But another option, which quite a lot of clients have done, is they've actually been to gyms before and used treadmills and bikes and whatever, like time and time again. They know how they work. They feel comfortable doing that. So actually, they've started off for, it might be the first week or so, or however long it takes them, just being on the equipment that they feel comfortable with. But whilst they're on that equipment, they're using that time to scout out the other areas, to have a little look where things are, to see how people are using things, to just observe and watch and start to understand and just be a little bit more comfortable kind of around that and maybe even just taking some walks into different areas, maybe even just um, testing out, like maybe picking up a dumbbell and doing something with it or going testing out one machine at the end of uh, the kind of time at the gym and just adding little bits in as and when they feel like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I've been watching that person for a couple of weeks. I've been watching people on that for a couple of weeks now and I feel like I could actually do that and just starting to take those steps out of the comfort zone of the, of the, the kind of cardio equipment, really. 100%. So hopefully that helps you with that idea of knowing what to do when you get there. But as we always say, if you still need a little bit more, drop us a message. We can take mm-hmm. it that little bit extra if you need to. So second part, how do I know what to do? when I get in there in terms of using machines, like how do I know how to use them? And again, there's some really actionable tips here. This isn't gonna go any deeper than things that you can literally go and do right away. Now, obviously you can do your initial research, things like going onto YouTube. We obviously, with clients within their training program, make sure that they've got videos for every single piece of equipment. We obviously make sure they've got information in regards to like sets and reps, how much rest to have, how to do the movement. But if you've got that initial, you know, even if it's just a video, I know it won't be, if you're not a client, that level of detail, but even if it's just a video, something that you can see it being done, that can help to give you that level of confidence that, right, I just need to copy that to begin with. Uh, and, you know, of course, as I was saying then, we obviously offer, you know, videos with things like how to set up a bench. This was heavily influenced to, by me, wasn't it? Yeah, massively, yeah, yeah. Because at the, like... Sorry, I'll let you finish your sentence of what types of videos we have before I go into my little bit, though, if you want. How do you know I've not finished the sentence? Because you're in there. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, so it's how, like we have we have a lot of videos, as well as all the individual exercises themselves, things like how to you know move a bench, how to set up a bench, 
how to set up the cable machines. Um, we've got a thing with all the different names of equipment on it so that you know what thing is what. Um, just so that you can go in with that level of confidence going, right, I know what I know which one the leg press is. I know how to set up the leg press. I know what to do when I'm on it. I know how to use it. I know how many reps to do. I know how many sets to do. I know how much rest time to have in between. I know how to move it. I know what to do when I hit a certain point. It's that level of clarity and confidence that you're not having to think basically which i'm remove the thinking don't we so you just yeah. turn up and do is basically the way i look at it yeah absolutely and i think things like um using the free weights and, and getting on a bench and things like that so like actually just knowing how to move a bench used to put me off because mm. i'd be like well i can't go into that area not knowing how to move that bench because everybody in there knows how to do that and they'll all be looking at me if I don't know what to do so like something as simple as that would put me off from mm-hmm. doing it particularly like the cables if you've seen um the big machines with the ropes on where people pull pull them down those type of machines they absolutely terrified me so um I made sure that we had videos of how to use all of them when we started because I was like I know that if I felt it somebody else will have felt it too <laughs> and even like Phil said the names of the equipment so like if you are given a workout program that says go and get X, Y, and Z, and you're like, I don't know what any of that is, do your research, understand what it all is, because it's really important for you, because it can easily be tossed in a pile of I'm never going to do it when you you don't know what all those things are. It can get really overwhelming, can't it? Yeah. And actually, um, one tip that we've not put on there that we actually, um, Lucy, who's on our eight-week mind and body upgrade, um, we had a conversation with her on a call the other week and she was saying like she'd spotted the glute bridge machine mm-hmm. but she wasn't sure how to use it and we kind of ran through quite a lot of steps with her and one of the things that we actually said was just like go and ask the person mm-hmm. like if you're waiting for it and someone's just coming off it just ba- just basically say to them do you mind if I just ask how to set like ask you how to set this up like I've never used it before and she was like and, and then I said I know right now in your head you're probably thinking nah not doing that but you've got to put, flip it round because you're probably the automatic assumption is thinking that people are like, oh my goodness, as if she's asking me that. But actually, imagine if you've been trained, say like down future, in, in the future, say you've been training for like two to three years and someone came over to you and asked you that, you'd be like, oh my goodness, yes, I can help this person because I know what I'm doing and I didn't used to know what I'm doing. I can definitely help them. Like, that's what I would feel like if somebody came over to me and asked me um, how to use the equipment and she did it and she smashed it, didn't she? Yeah, she absolutely killed it. You've probably seen the post we did on her last week. Yeah. Definitely. If you've not gone read it, because it's an absolutely phenomenal win. But then the last thing you can do, on a lot of the machines, now not on the dumbbells, not on the barbells, things like that, but on the actual machines, so the things that you can go and sit on and use, they all actually tell you what to do on there. Now, I'll be completely 100% honest with you and I might have told this story before on this podcast, but I think there's too much information on it uh, in terms of like it's sometimes paragraphs and that's not to scare you but it's just to tell you that there's that much on you you'll, you'll work out what to do when you get there um i think ultimately what you the bits you probably want to read are how to set it up which is on there in terms of and again this isn't to scare you this is to make you completely aware some of the things um, like the seat moves up and down just so that it's individual for you because obviously some people are taller than others some people have longer limbs than others like for example i'm taller than jen but jen's got longer legs than me so if we was to both go and use the same machine we might set it up ever so slightly differently we might move the seat higher or something like that now that doesn't mean that there's a lot to do because i'll be honest with you with 99.99 percent of them when you walk over to it there's usually a little button underneath the seat you lift that up and the seat goes up and down and that's usually it there isn't really much more to it than that but when you do get to it, if you see on the machine, if there's no one else there that you can ask, 
it'll actually explain on the machine. There'll be a little sticker on it and it'll say, this is how to set it up. And then it'll also go a little bit deeper into things like, this is the muscles that you're going to be working, which is fine if you want to know that. But then I do think sometimes it goes a little bit deep into an absolute abundance of information, which is why when I set up programs for clients, I'm like, right, I'm literally only going to give you what you need. I'm not just going to give you paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of information you'll end up reading a book whilst you're in the gym. I just want you to know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, and then you can actually go and do it. Simple as that. I think another little tip on that one as well is, I know my mum's done this because she's only literally just for the first time ever started weight training. And she's killing it. She is smashing it. And I'm not just saying that because I know that you're listening, Wendy. I'm saying it because you're (laughs) okay. Because I literally just went in the first time and showed her what to do. Um on each of the um, movements for a workout and she just did the same one for quite a while didn't she and then you've given her new workouts with new equipment in and stuff and she's gone off and done that on her own and I've never been back with her since mm-hmm. um, and it just goes to show but I know for a fact that there was one machine with, in terms of like where the seat needed to be and stuff that she was like oh, I just didn't feel right and she just hollered over someone who worked there and was like can you just like show me if I'm like setting this machine up right because it doesn't feel comfortable for me and they just ran through it with her and made sure she was in the right place and just like little things like that will really help you build your confidence and just knowing that you're doing it right um and then the third and finals um this is a big year oh my goodness this is is one that like I'll be honest like I know I was PT for years I know I'm an online coach now but this is something that I know used to worry me when I first started at the gym pre-PT like before I became personal training this was my biggest worry to be honest with you I have actually left a gym in the past because I've panicked so much about this. Mm, I feel we're building this question up a lot. I've just realised we've not actually told you what the question is. What do you do when the equipment is being used? Oh, but I need it. Yeah, and I think a lot of the people that we work with are very much in in like, a, and this is saying it because I, I was that person as well, uh, the perfectionist mindset. Got to do it in this order, got to do it all. Like, if I can't do it in the right order and I can't do it all, then I may as well just leave. And it's that kind of all or nothing thinking of like, well, if I can't do it perfectly, I may as well just leave. And I have actually left the gym before because I'm like, well, I can't, I can't do it in the order that Phil's told me to do it, and so I'm just going to go. <laughs> so um, I think this is a huge one, and getting my head around this and just understanding that actually it's not going to be detrimental to any kind of progress if I just kind of go and switch it up. So mm-hmm. actually just not doing if some if it's being used just don't do that bit move on to the next exercise and then try and go back to it later in your in your workout if it's still being used the whole way through your workout which has been known that has happened to me before just leave that out of your workout for the day and then try again next week um and all the other option is asking people how long they're going to be that took me a really really long time and it, i think it's still person dependent who's on there who whether i'll ask you know or not i think it's one of those things again it's that story that like if i if i ask this person what is going to be the response and the only way to build up evidence that nothing bad's going to happen is to start doing it mm. and so i what i would probably do if i was you is wait until there's somebody that you see on it that you feel a bit more comfortable speaking to mm-hmm. who's using it uh, and actually a really weird tip here is even if it's not your piece of equipment that you want to use, it might not even be in your program. Maybe it's a piece of equipment. You know how to use it. It's not in your program, but you see someone using it and you feel comfortable going speaking to them. Just walk over and say, how many sets have you got left? Mm. Because that'll then build up confidence and evidence that you can ask the question. They'll probably just say, um, I've got one set left. I've got three sets left. I'll be two minutes. I'll be one minute. Obviously, if they say I'm going to be an hour and a half, I probably wouldn't wait for them. Uh, but if they're going to be, if they're going to be, I always say to clients, if they've got one set left, or they say I'm, on, I'm just going to be a minute. 
just wait about somewhere. Do you know what I used to do when I first started doing this? I would stay on whatever I was doing Mm. and I would watch them. And when I felt like they'd done like a couple of sets and I was like, "Mm," like most people do like three to four sets. Like I feel like they're probably about to finish. Then I would go over and ask them because I knew that the likely answer would be I could just wait. Mm. <laughs> so if I'm like, oh, how many sets have you got left? And they say like, oh, I've just got one. I could just be like, oh, no worries, cool. I'll wait then. There is one <laughs> thing that I don't know if Jen was about to go into that I'll just quickly mention as well, just in case you wasn't about to say it. If somebody says something along the lines of something like you can work in with me. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, great. I'm glad I said it then. All <laughs> they simply mean is... And I know this might be really obvious to 99.99% of people, but there might be someone lifting going, what does that even mean working with me? All it means is that you're just both going to use the machine, obviously at different times. So once they've finished their set, they'll stand up, let you do yours. Then once you've finished yours, they'll go. I'll be honest, that's never happened to me. And also mm. I feel like it's quite unlikely at the moment with the like with tail COVID end of COVID. Stuff, yeah. like, I feel like people probably wouldn't do it as much. It's but... rare. It's just if it happens. Do you know what? It's one of those things where if we never mention it, it'll happen straight away. <laughs> yeah. So better say it. Um, so, um, the, one other thing is, I think, again, this doesn't happen often, but if, if it is like um, a particular piece of equipment that every workout you go, you're missing it because there's always someone, someone using it, it is probably best, like Phil just swapped it out for our clients for something that um, will do the same thing. Um, but if you've not kind of got that level of knowledge to know what to swap it out for, again, just drop Phil a message and he can give you um, a different recommendation that you can do instead. Um, but... I think the the big thing for me on this one, having been through that, is just understanding that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter about the order and the amount and the whatever it may be when you're at this point of your journey. Actually, just being there and getting comfortable, com- confident and comfortable using the equipment is more important than the order and the oh, sets and more. reps and stuff like that. It's just about couldn't kind of more. getting it done and starting to feel confident doing the movements more than anything. 100%. Don't overcomplicate it on day yeah. one. You've got weeks, months, years to be starting to look more in-depth at certain things. So, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Right then. Well, there's a turn of events this week, isn't there, mm, Phil? Ellie has put an absolute spanner in the works, hasn't she? Turns out Phil's doing a double on the raw on the spot question for mm. me because we've had somebody send one in. This is this hasn't happened in a very long time, has it? So we've stopped asking for them and people started sending them. <laughs> Reverse psychology, it worked. It worked. That wasn't the plan. But thanks anyway, Ellie. Yeah. Do you know what's really weird as well? I got this question through last week and when Ellie sent it to me, I was like, oh my God, that's such a good question. I can't wait to ask Jen. It's proper like a thinker question like really get you thinking and for whatever reason i feel like it's just gone viral this question i'm seeing it absolutely everywhere oh really yeah yeah yeah. like i'm seeing it absolutely everywhere i don't know if it's like my reticular activation system kicking in so like i'm seeing it everywhere because i'm thinking, thinking about the about question it. anyway let me just see how she i hope i've it. seen it so that i've already got an answer if it's a thinker Oh no, because it's a thing. Because you won't, you won't have thought, you won't have had the time to think about. So it. I'm gonna have to have an awkward pause on the podcast while I think about it. I hate awkward pause questions. I bet you go, ooh, but that's your first thought, right? So, so she said, "Do you still do on the spots?" I said, "Yes." She said, "Because I've got a legendary question." <laughs> I love that. I said, "I'm very excited." She said, "Right, so what do you think there are more of in the world, wheels or doors?" Oh, interesting. I'm going to say wheels. Right, see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a thinker, Jen. No, because times it all by four. Like, I can see, 
like five legs on my chair there. Like wheels don't often come in ones, whereas doors come in ones, don't they? Mm. So like I'm talking like multiples. There's always, there's a minimum two wheels on things, isn't there? Unless you're on a unicycle. And then there's just one. And then there's just one. But how often do you see a unicycle going around? Mm, Not very often. No. Mm, Maybe you've just solved it. And I'm going to say that there's probably more, well, there's a car to most households. Yeah, but Oh, but then most households, right, interesting. Yeah, but it's a five-door car. Oh, the car, f- there's doors on the car. Of course there is. Game changer. Game changer. I'm going Just doors. so everybody knows, Jen's 30. She's just found out there's doors on the car. <laughs> How have you been getting in? Right. I mean, if we're going into doors on cars, the boot isn't a door. So why is it a five-door car? Don't say that. That's how Reggie gets in. He can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going through a door, though, is he? Well, how'd he get in, then? He's going for a boot. It's a door for him. It's a door for Reggie. Door. I'll be honest though, I do agree. I've never understood three door, five door when one of the doors is a boot. Like... All right, I've changed my idea then because... Whoa, if you, you think your idea? My... Sorry, I've changed All my right. answer. So you can't change Because, the yeah, there's there's more doors on a car. Mm-hmm. Um, car was my basis of my answer because I was like, there's one car. But then if you think about it, there's one at least one car to every house. But then think how many doors there are in each house. And then kitchen doors as well. Do you mean kitchen and doors ca- as well? and bathroom cabinets, like they're all doors as well, definitely doors. And they've not got wheels, have they? No, they've not got wheels. Some mm. some cabinets have wheels. Some ca- oh yeah, like a roller cabinet. Yeah, mm, that's true. But then <laughs> no, then know. we start looking at things like if you go to a roller rink, there's only one door in, but look at how many <laughs> wheels there is in there. Everybody's got like six, minimum four to six wheels per foot, so that's ten to. <laughs> Reggie does My not like roller rink. Reggie. Reggie. Reggie's fuming. Reggie, it was just me, mate. Just me laughing. It's all right, Reg. Don't panic. <laughs> Everything's okay. Right. So, I'm going doors. That's that's the answer to my question. So, everyone can stop asking it. And, Reggie, what are you going for? Reggie, do you think wheels are doors, mate? I think wheels too, doors too, Mum. Fantastic. Look at him just staring at you. When I do Reggie's voice, Reggie looks at me. Yeah, because he's fuming. Stop doing my voice. Stop copying my voice. Mm. Brilliant. He's still looking at me. So, you're going, you're going what? Doors or wheels? Doors. Fantastic. Doors. I know. I know. I was very certain it was wheels, but I've I've done a complete one eighty. I nearly said three sixty then. Again. Yeah, <laughs> when you do that, you've done a complete three sixty. Watch you still face the same way. Then <laughs> nothing's changed at all. I do that oh. very frequently. You do that. Don't it just feels like um. A fi- a, a but if you think like this here on the microphone, that's a wheel. It's not a wheel. What is it? That's a knob. No, that's a wheel. No, it's was, not a wheel. It's a wheel, that. It's not a wheel. It is. What about it's this? Not. That's a wheel. No, it's not a wheel. Are you sure? No. Yes. <laughs> Definitely doors. Reggie hates it when I laugh. Mm. He's just staring at Which me. is difficult in this household, because I make you laugh a lot. I can hear the dog, dog barking next door, so he's going to start barking now. Right, I think what we've done then is we've decided it's what? Right, question answered. Hope you enjoyed the answer, Ellie. Hope you appreciate the time, effort and energy Jen just put into that. I liked that one. That was a very good one. Yeah. Thank good you thinker for that. Question. Do you know what? I don't want to ask people to send us thinker questions because then I'll not get any because I did the last time. Don't DM me with another question. <laughs> Nobody send me another question. Nobody. We, we are strictly just me giving questions to Phil mm. and Phil giving questions yeah. to me. That's it. Psychology. <laughs> Try it. Send us a question. Doesn't work if you tell them. Send us a question. <laughs> send us one. We like your questions. No, but um Please. No, don't don't send them. Don't send them. No, don't. Please. <laughs> don't send us a question. Do you know question. what you can do? You can avoid 
rating us you mm. can avoid liking us and you can avoid s- s- subscribing yeah s- subscribing and, and make sure us. you don't listen to next week's episode either it's going to be awful oh yeah i mean you don't need to say that like, <laughs> there's reverse psychology and there's just insulting us that's not very nice is it right then well have the the world's best week oh go and smash I it think it's going to be a good one. oh hang on we're still doing reverse psychology <laughs> <laughs> i think it's going to be the worst week you've had yet <laughs> have a shocker <laughs> We'll catch you all next week. Don't come back next week. (laughs)